0: welcome to the inside world festival of interiors podcast this series features live recordings from the annual festival where designers architects and commentators discuss the latest trends challenges and most inspiring interior projects from the last year make sure you subscribe to always receive the latest episode and the follow us on instagram at inside world fest
1: We have a shotgun wedding this afternoon. Two very arch protagonists, capable protagonists, who are going to be discussing public versus private. And I've had a few insights into what they're going to be talking about. I think it's a very interesting subject and actually follows on very well from this morning's talk where we were kind of discussing projects in which private life could go into public space. But, uh, but to um, help us today, we have Sehan Özemir from the very uh, well known um, interiors and product design practice, Autobahn, based in Istanbul. And uh, you are really at the leading edge of Turkish design, I think. I hope so. <laughs> and um, after that, Edgar Gonzalez, who is himself an architect, but he teaches. Uh, uh, the Bachelor of Design in the Instituto Empresa in the School of Architecture and Design in Madrid which is an, ec- an economic school but it's taken up architecture and design I think that's fantastic every London School of Economics should have architecture and design too so please welcome sehan Hi, hello
2: everybody uh, this is Ana Özdemir. Uh, thanks, Nigel, for a short introduction uh, of me. Uh, and today we will uh, talk about the changing boundaries in between private and public spaces and the new balance, the new balance of them. Um, uh, first of all, uh, I should say sorry because I just understood that I have. A, I have a speech here two days ago, so I have I have uh, I'm not very well prepared, so I have a very short presentation on the screen. But I like to, of course, talk about the main topic, which is very important during this time uh, for our contemporary life. It's changing day by day. Um, I would um, I would um, make it clear it. I'm talking about uh, public spaces, I'm not referring to communal areas like park and streets and uh, people to use it as a fee. I'm talking about semi-public areas. Uh, we use, sometimes we use a word like commercial public spaces, uh, which is cafes, restaurants and etc. Because it's just blurring uh, right now. Uh, public spaces means what is public, what is semi-public anyway. Um, and before we are uh, getting into the main subject, um, as an architect, I believe in uh, necessarily um, has a capability of vision, uh, to think to think about the future, to creating the great things for future. Thinking today, not two steps, maybe one step ahead. Create a great uh, future for for people, for the life of uh, people. And so, um, when we focus on, when we go back to, um, when we go back to what we do for public and private uh, private areas. I should say that uh, private uh, the, those two meanings are blurring uh, anymore because I mean because of the technology because of the social relationships because of the environmental uh, subjects energy and everything um, we have much small spaces to live in city centers anymore, which means we spend our time most our time outside, with um, with hanging with people, or I mean, we do our work outside. We meet people outside, uh, so we don't need spaces at home, such a large spaces. And on the other hand, we don't have we don't have enough space uh, in city centers for everybody, which means land is getting costly day by day. So. Uh, it's, so, it's not easy to have big houses. So why not having small houses in city centres and having uh, the other things outside? Let's say uh, the residential which we live in or the, some clubhouses, some uh, restaurants or gyms and everything. So we can get all these benefits from, from outside. So our private life meaning for us it's just a privacy it's just where the space you need your privacy so you don't need uh, the rest of the things at at your home in your home so you don't need the big spaces so i should mention about one of our projects uh and nef uh, which is a which is a developer company in turkey which we met with the company in 2008 and the guy the owner of the 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 uh, company uh, was a very young, very uh, entrepreneur guy uh, who ca- came to us and said that uh, I have a I have a vision that um, in city centers I'm going to build uh, residentials, uh, very small residentials. Of course, everybody knows all big city centers in the world uh, because of the land getting costly. There are so small, uh, very small. Uh, residential uh, flats but what is different than this uh, he said that I'm going to build small flats for young professionals and then the rest of their needs at home I'm going to put in a residential which they rent very small amount of money which is like if you have a friend uh, to invite for a dinner you can you can um, rent a dining space for a very small amount of money if you i mean you don't need you don't need a, a gym uh, at your flat you can use the gym over there you can use the playstation you can uh, rent wine tasting rooms uh, for with your friends so it was it was the idea um, i For us, actually, uh, even it's a very new idea and we couldn't imagine that how they manage it because, I mean, what is a small amount of money? But they did it. We started together in 2000 and then they continue from uh, that time until now. They did many buildings in Istanbul uh, using the same system. Uh, Even the offices, they... We all together create very small space, even one bedroom, two bedroom, but it's like, it's like a hotel room. And young professionals are very happy with this because they are not enough money to buy a house. Even they can buy or they can rent space, uh, but already they spend all of their time mostly at work or in uh, their social life. They uh, they use their flats also a part of their social life. Not only the flat, the whole the whole building It's like uh, six sometimes sixty m- uh, square meter house. But they have playroom, party karaoke music room, terrace garden, gusto room, privacy everything. Anyway, uh, and this reminds me actually, the word at the past decade, uh, everybody knows, I'm sure, in our industry, uh, hotels uh, as uh, houses, houses as hotels. Hotels becoming uh, houses, houses becoming hotels. Because in this world, we live very fast, very easy. We don't need large space, as well as we don't need the large space to maintain it. Uh, But now, uh, the diff- the meaning of privacy and public which we talk about today is also changing so the new word is privacy uh, privacy public publicly privacy uh, so it was it, it was an article which i read um, about youtube how the social media creates a new relationship uh, in people's lives so the the, the the main topic was the article, the title was the article, uh, was like that. So as, as we live in right now, we choose our private area or we choose our semi-private area. We choose our all of life to, to share with the people. So uh, what makes a difference Uh, for us now I mean uh, our public uh, our private private life is getting more and more and smaller and our uh, space for private life is getting more and more smaller thank you for listening
0: thank you thank you very much very interesting okay um Living in a hybrid world is the name of my my, my presentation. I'm gonna give you uh, two and a half concepts to start working with, okay? This is not the the concept, but uh, a picture of my grandmother. And uh, maybe perhaps, because times are changing, we are uh, living in times of change. And this is perhaps the picture of my grandchildren's grandmother. So we are living in this transition, you know? We are living in, in, a, in a future that is going to change, it's changing. We are living in this kind of hybrid condition in which a digital realm has taken over uh, our world. And the first concept I'm going to give you is uh, belonging. Belonging because... Uh, sorry. It's not changing, Sorry. <laughs> yes, it's coming, it's coming. Oops. Sorry, sorry, my bad, my bad. Belonging. So we're going to talk about belonging, no? Because the city doesn't belong to us, architects. The city belongs to us. That's everybody. Because everybody, we all build the city. Because actually, when I show this picture, you know, architects kind of get angry because I love this picture. You know, this is a guy that sells these things in, in, in Etsy. And it's a map of a city with all the buildings taken out. So actually, the actual city... Is the part that architects don't design. So the city belongs to us. Yes, we live in this kind of alienation. Alienation about uh, taking over, you know, this hybrid condition of the, the digital realm is taking over, you know, it's alienating us, it's taking us. But it's, just, it's not a really, really, really new concept, you know? When was the last time you spoke with somebody at the metro, for example? No, a, this alienation has been there. So I'm going to introduce you this the half concept, the two and a half concept. This is the half concept, which is a concept I have been developing. I call it uh, the digital skin. How many of you remember uh, Second Life? Remember Second Life? No? Yes? You remember Second Life? Second Life? Second Life like, was like the big promise of another world, no, another reality. Yes? Why Second Life sucks and Facebook rules? Because I'm going to explain you why. This is me in Second Life. My name is Edgar Sismondi. I'm a two-meter redhead uh, girl that likes miniskirts. And uh, in Second Life, the promise of Second Life is that you could be whatever you want to be. You know? You could be, yes, I can be a redhead, two-meter-high redhead, um, miniskirt-loving girl. Uh, yeah, it's fun, no? Because you go there and you enter, and maybe you know somebody, you know, maybe you know this uh, truck driver, but probably the truck driver is a um, 50-year-old uh, girl called Mandy in Oklahoma, no? So yeah, it's fun. It's fun for a while, no? It's like ah, oh, it's funny, but, but but this is not reality, you know? Because this, the promise of second life, was another reality, no? Was a reality was over there, was an extra reality. It's fun for a while, but after, after some time, you know, it's getting boring because it's like, yeah, maybe I met this girl named Mandy, which uh, it transforms into a truck driver, but it ends there, no? What happens to Facebook? This is my profile in Facebook. This is my name in Facebook. This is my picture in Facebook. Facebook is not another reality. Facebook is not over there. It's not an extra reality, but Facebook is just here. It's 20 centimeters from me. You know, Facebook is a second skin. It's an extra layer of information and an extra layer of uh, identity that I always carry with me, that allows me to do and perform many, many things. For instance, I love this, no? You know Koji? Koji is one, one of the biggest uh, um, truck, dri- truck drives, tr- um, truck foot trucks in uh, Los Angeles. Los Angeles is a, a foot truck. But the cool thing about um, Koji is that this is a restaurant that has wheels, and you never know where Koji is going to be. You need to go to, to, their, to their tweeting account, because they just tweet like the 20 minutes before they're going to be in a place. They just tweet where they're going to be. So you go there, a restaurant, one of the best restaurants in Los Angeles just appears by magic in, in wheels, and then moves over to another location. You know, if something happens, if it's an accident or, or something, you cannot go there to that, to that corner. You can just move a corner because you just tweet and everybody will know where where are you so the tools for, for this uh, extra reality this is uh, the digital skin are many one of my favorite is like like is a very very powerful tool because it's a it's a powerful tool that allows us to express ourselves you know like is not only the the, 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 the blue this blue um, this blue finger in facebook but like is a, is a heart in instagram like, of course, it's, it's, a, it's Facebook, where I can like things. But like, as well, can be some other things. For instance, how many of you know uh, the Kickstarter campaign? No? Kickstarter. For instance, this is, this is a project. This is an architectural project come to their, come to, that came to reality because of the small amount of money everybody puts. You know? You can put uh, five, five euros or something like that, and you can actually build things, no? Or you can express yourself, you know, your... your your opinions on change. Everybody knows change hard, no? So you can express your opinions. So like is really, really a powerful tool that allows us to go there and express ourselves. The city, oh, sorry, I jumped this one, oops. Yeah, because the city is where we belong. This is the idea of belonging, no? It's what we express. But in this dual reality that we live with an extra skin, extra skin, in city, the city, we can fulfill all our necessities today with these new shared economy, um, shared economy conditions, no? Living, transportation, relationships, and shopping, you can do it with all these kind of uh, shared economy. Have you heard about the shared economy, everybody, no? It's really a big deal because, for instance, you know Tinder? Everybody knows Tinder? Yes? Tinder is one of my favorite. Uh, it's a dating app, you know? It's value in $5 billion. Uber, everybody knows Uber and we use Uber all the time. Or Airbnb, this is very interesting, you know? Airbnb, it was valued, I don't know exactly the valuation now, but on June, it was valued in $24 billion. You know the Marriott, the Marriott um, hotel chain? Marriott has 4,000 hotels all over the world. More than 653,000 rooms for, for rent. Marriott is valued at 25, 21 billion dollars. Airbnb doesn't have a single room. It's changing, yes. I mean, they sell the, the shared economy as the, as the as our shared future, no? As is golden. But sometimes this is not really as as uh, as, as promised, you know. Sometimes. Airbnb is not really working, you know. This is the latest, the latest uh, trend now. It's, it's banned. Uh, Airbnb was just banned in New York City. In Barcelona, there is uh, a lot of a lot of because it actually affects the city in a very bad ways. We're not going to enter there. Uber as well, you know. You know all these uh, protests about against Uber. Uh, Wallapop. I think Wallapop is not that popular here, but in Spain it's such a big thing. You know, it's uh, selling things on the on the internet. Or even Tinder, no? So sometimes you don't get what you get promised. So what is this shared, <laughs> shared economic condition? This shared economic condition, I think, is, is a very niche, but it's very interesting part. And I'm going to tell you a story. You know, uh, if, who knows BlaBlaCar? Everybody knows BlaBlaCar? No? For, the, for one who doesn't know BlaBlaCar, BlaBlaCar is a way of sharing a travel. If you travel from one city to another city, you enter in BlaBlaCar, and you can find somebody that's taking his car to that city, so you can share the, 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 the expenses. So if you're a driver, you know, you, 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 pay for the, you, the, you pay for the gasoline, and this is much cheaper than, than taking the bus or taking, or, or, or yes, like, I'm driving, no? And I'm going to tell you this story. You know, I live in Madrid, in Spain, in Madrid. I live in Madrid, but I travel a lot to Gijon. Gijon is like uh, 500 kilometers from Madrid. I travel a lot to Gijon. What are my options to go to Gijón? Because I live in Madrid, I work in Madrid, so I travel uh, every, very often in, on the weekends to Gijón. But what happens? I mean, the city, what offers me is this option of, I like traveling by train, you know, because I, I don't like driving very much. I have a car, but I don't like driving. Uh, so the plane is, is too, too much hassle, but the train, the train is good. No, I like the train because you can walk, you can walk around. There is a train every day, every single day, there is a train going from Gijón to Madrid, from Madrid to Gijón at 7 o'clock on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's always the same train. It's always the same time. It's always the same capacity. But what happens? You know, because people, they don't work like that. Because the people that go from Madrid to Gijón on a Tuesday is not the same amount of people that wants to go to Madrid to Gijón on a Friday night. Because after, after, um, after work, there's a lot of people that want to go there. So what happens? The train is always full. It's always full. But then blah, blah, car, you know, blah, blah, car what offers is, there are not many blah, blah cars on a Tuesday night, but on, on a Friday night, there is a lot of people going to Gijón. So there is a lot of offer. And there is the interesting part that I like about the shared economy. You know, because this balancing act of uh, infrastructures can give us a lot of uh, work, a lot of space to work. You know, I'm gonna show a small video Everybody knows uh, Nike Run, no? Nike Plus? Nike Plus is this little thing, if somebody doesn't know, this little thing that you put on, the, on your shoe and you run. I mean, now with an iPhone, yeah, you don't need that, but uh, it's the same, no? So you can share with your friends, you know what you have been running, how, you can know how much, uh, how many calories you burn, or where did you play? Where did you go? This is a video I'm going to show you. This is a video that... Uh, When Nike Plus was one year, they made this video and I want to show you. What this video shows is one year of data of all the runners in, a, in a New York City, and this gives us this map. No? I love, I really, really, really love this map, because this is not a map of New York. This is a map of the users of New York. This is a map drawn by the users of the city, so it's very, very interesting, no? because this is not New York, but this is the city of the runners of New York. So you can actually see a different city. You know? it's, it's actually the same city, but this, this boundary between uh, real and, and digital is, is going there. No? And we ha- I'm going to jump this a little bit faster because uh, what is the designer's role in all this? We are all designers or architects. What is the designer's role in all this? You know? As designers, we have to prove ourselves on this designer's overflow that we live in, all the, where all the process of design can be made, made digital. What is the role of a designer in this new shared economy? We have to reflect on that. We have to think of that. You know, in this interrogatory society we're living, you know, it's always asking us, what are you doing? Where are you going? Who are you with? These new roles of uh, the new, 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 the obsession for the new is where uh, the, cre- the creators or the designers work with. You know, this idea of designers that we can provide this wide spectrum of the complexity and show this identity against, against the... Um, uh, homogenization homo, is that the word. Sorry, <laughs> this homogenization versus the uh, personalization. No, these boundaries are blurring. You know, all the limits are bon- are, are limiting are, are blurring, and this is where we're going to work. This is where we're gonna work. You know, between these frontiers, because we have one foot on the digital realm and another foot on the real space. This, is, this digital skin is where we work. This hybrid condition that allows To be not only designers, but to be actually uh, uh, producers of the new city. This is the role of designers, no? Like, for instance, I was thinking, you know, what could be, for instance, you know, to design the Tinder Plaza? You know, how could we bring, how could we copy models that are happening on the digital realm? Because the digital realm has taken over, you know, reality. At the beginning, the digital realm was just copying reality, but now the digital realm has gone over. Jose, or the Wallapop market, you know, how, how could be the Wallapop market in this hybrid reality where we belong is where it's taking us. You know, I love I love this, this image. No, it's like everybody is seeing Mark Zuckerberg talking in the virtual reality glasses, but Mark Zuckerberg is just there and nobody's paying attention to him. No, because they're embedded on this real. this real second second reality. You know, so what I propose is design the city from a personal scale. But with this collaborative perspective, and from, from doing that, we have to share, you know, sometimes or privacy, because I think privacy is, is really interesting when you share it in this sharing economy conditions. And I'm gonna close it with this image. This image is a it's a story, it's a short story of John Smith, because John Smith wanted to build um, a cycle cycle, um, cycle path in their in their city, in his city. cycle path. But nobody nobody, um, was taking account of of him, you know? Nobody was listening to him. So John Smith was a designer, and he decided to build, you know, the, the bicycle path by himself. So this bicycle path goes whenever John Smith goes. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you both, quite different. You are still in the physical world, somehow making the home smaller and maybe making adjusting the city to work in a different way. And in your world, the physical world barely exists. <laughs> Is that fair? Um, Edgar. I would like you to comment about Sehan's way of thinking about the city, and vice versa, if that's okay.
0: This is fine. Yes. I, think, uh, I think. the really interesting part is is, um, is you know this hybrid reality we're, we're living in. It's not that we live on a different world. It's not a, uh, a digital world we're living in, but we are living in this hybrid reality. You know, like, we have, I always like this image of thinking of we have one foot on reality, on physical reality, and one foot on digital reality. But it's, it's not longer. Uh, Neil Getzerfield says it's like the digital revolution is over. You know, We don't have to keep on having it. We won. We won the digital revolution. No? It's with us. You know, All the time, it's like it's, it's, we're wearing this, this digital real. And I think it's just extending. You know? I'm fascinated by this condition of hybridity. You know? it's, it's not that... This is better than this one, or, or this is real and this is not real. No, because the, this hybrid condition is what really, really like. No, this, this new layers that makes reality more complex and more interesting for me.
2: This is the reality in our, for our contemporary life anymore. The, the real life and the, of course the technology, the, the digital life. It comes together. We have to, you know, combine them. Otherwise, we can, you know, effort. We can effort this time, you know. Uh, the situation we can live in without uh, thinking technology and digital age. No, I,
1: I, I, imagine, I imagine that you, that you, all the things that he's talking about are somehow present in your world too. But what strikes me about you, Edgar, is that you're so enthusiastic. You're so beside yourself with excitement about this shared economy. Um, and, of course, like all contemplations on the advancement of uh, technologies, and you know, it's a theme running through these two days of talks, it's hard to imagine what, where we might be in 20 years time, I mean, our physical condition, I love the kind of second life, your personality, that seems so old hat, doesn't it? To have skinny legs and female
0: body and all of that. Can you
1: imagine what where we'll be in 20 years time?
0: I think, I, it's very difficult, you know? The, the futurology is like one of the worst professions now, no? because it's so difficult to predict I like this uh, to quote this um, Alan Quay. Alan Quay is one of the, the, the inventors of, of uh, the first computers. And he, he said that the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Is to invent it. Is to invent it, no? So you, you can, we, today we have the tools to make the future. Well, we had, a, we had a futurologist
1: speaking this morning. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> uh, Ludwig, um, Ludwig Edgar, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, not Edgar. Ludwig... Ludwig uh, egel. and he's supposed to sp- chose to speak about the '60s, <laughs> and I mean just a little bit of a personal reflection of um, many years ago, sort of uh, mid '80s. I took a bunch of students to Istanbul, and we all became Ottoman crazy and we were covering everything with Ottoman patterns in the spirit... I mean, it wasn't that different from the spirit of, of kind of a, a, a digital fusion. And I think if you enter a culture at any point in its history, it's possible to find phenomena that are similar to what we're talking about today. Anyway, blah blah, I'd like to ask you some, um, for some questions. You lovely audience. You must have a question for one or other of our two speakers. Yes, please. No, you swallow it. <laughs> no, not a single question. We, we love you for your questions. Just remember it's supposed to be a question.
0: That,
1: that's a quick question. I'm not lecturing. Huh? The, uh, the abstract here, you know, uh, referring to your uh, lectures, it says uh, balancing intimacy, privacy, privacy and openness across collective individual spaces. Can you a little bit elaborate on you know privacy and intimacy when it comes to these particular spaces?
0: Yes, um, I, th- I think uh, I think it's it's very interesting, you know, because we're changing, you know, uh, the level of privacy we are used to now. It's, it's, it's like way, way back, no? Because um, the interesting part I find is like, this is so new. I'm, I'm fascinated, you know? I, I'm an optimistic, I'm sorry. I'm an optimistic, and I'm fascinated by technology because I think it has to offer a lot. You know, share your privacy. It gives you back a lot, a lot, a lot of benefits, no? It's just making yourself uh, comfortable with all these new ideas, no? Because for me, like, it's really, really useful, you know, when I just enter, uh, you enter Google, you know, remember the adverts they give you. It's Because they actually, Google reads your email. It's like, you're welcome, no? It's like, Google reads your email, yes. And he sends you, you know, a a publicity that really kind of interests you because Google knows you, no? And for instance, for example, if you share, like, the the blah, blah car example, no? I can go to Gijón in my car and not share it with anybody. But if I share it, you know, I win more than I lose. So uh, it's just a matter of, of uh, changing the state of mind, you know? Yeah, there is a lot of, uh, yeah, it's a very questionable, no? Where is the limit? Where, where do I share, no? Like, uh, I don't know, I don't know your but I mean, Facebook there, profile.
1: Yeah, but, but, but lots of data is collected, sí. and we're in a, an era of history where our private data-
0: we are the product, Is,
1: yes. is actually uh, of great value, to both to big corporations and to governments who want to stop us from blowing each other up. Where do you sit uh, with Edward Snowden's kind of revelations about kind of the collaboration between all the companies who collect the data and US, European, British governments?
2: This is your profession. It's for you. It's for you. I this is your profession. I Please
0: answer it. <laughs> I, think, I, think, uh, I think it's really interesting. I think we are all learning to deal with this because it's very new. So we don't have any, any, any product before. Yes, it's a bit scary, you know, sharing and uh, knowing that the government knows where you are. I mean, but we have it, no? We know it because you have a, everybody has an iPhone here. Everybody has a phone and the phone tells you exactly where have you been. How much time do you spend here? Here, uh, Where did you go? What did you buy? All these, all this, uh, we cannot do anything about it. Because I'm an op- optimistic, I try to see what we can do the best. What is the best we can do with this? You know, we cannot change it, but what we can do with this, no? That's why I like, I like the, the, the example of La Black Cat is, is very, very interesting, no? Because when actually, where the biggest demand is, and the infrastructure today, doesn't allow us to, to provide the services there it, there it comes, you know, the shared economy, and it's actually helping on this condition where the demand peaks, the offer peaks as well. And there, I think, I, I, of course, I don't have, I don't have the answer, but I think there is a niche. I can smell there is a niche, a very interesting niche to work on, you know. And we, as architects, we have to be working on that, you know, because we build the city. No, it's like we have to take over because that's very interesting, and I think we have to work with that.
1: So You have a a very particular situation in Turkey right now where you've got a government and a president who wants to pick people off and kind of discover more about their private lives. And I don't want to raise the political question, but it must be quite hard operating in that kind of environment.
2: (laughs) The, The most difficult question for me um of course i don't want to talk about the politics but politics for all of us for it's not just for turkey it is for all of the, the problem is the fall over all over the world in, even in america we don't know what's going to be the future for uh, not only for american people for all of us for the world so um i'm a bit um, not optimistic like you <laughs> Uh, for, um, for social media, even uh, I don't have an account. I have an account, but I never use it for social, uh, Facebook and the others, Instagram even. So um, on the economy side, the sharing economy, I really admire. It's, this is the future for the world. I mean, this is what, uh, what I explained in my uh, project. I mean, this is the way uh, we share the spaces. This is for economy. This is for future because we don't have uh, the lots of um, um, opportunities for the world anymore. So many things are still, you know, uh, is getting less and less and less. Uh, it's good for sharing, even for ideas, for uh, everything, but it's not good for our privacy. For me. I think
1: that's becoming very clear. So, question. Thank you. Um, Sehan and Edgar, I'd be interested to hear uh, your take on uh, the notion that these layers, I think it was uh, Edgar, you you referred to them as layers, these sort of virtual layers that we we provide ourselves. uh, How they sometimes act as a means to us to congregate with people with similar political views or similar tastes in culture or you know whatever but also acts to um, distance ourselves from people that that have different views and i think i read the other day is they're calling it um a bubble filter and it's kind of a concept that's being blamed on things like brexit and the uh, the recent um election result in america i'd be interested to hear your take on that
0: I think it's, it's really interesting this this is this is something is, is, everybody's worried about no because you tend to like people that think like you but uh, yeah as, again it's something new no like uh, you always have like this center uh, position that um, is focused as as you are no so uh, i mean the key is like for instance i i love to add people for my facebook my my plat- my favorite platform is facebook no and I love to add people in facebook that has the completely opposite views of the world from me no because that keeps me somehow balanced you know it's like not like everybody is like have uh, some uh, trump voters on my, my profile no but, but because it's really interesting to see you know to see other perspectives but that there is i think there is where a responsibility is a personal responsibility you no know? because otherwise you bubble yourself in in this in this uh, reality that just allows you to, to, to be in a, with like-minded people. And, doesn't, and that doesn't enrich yourself. But that is a personal, that's a personal decision. Because, yes, there is a lot of a compromise there. You know, because these kind of bubbles, what it's actually, and I think it's going to do, is you know, make these bubbles more more uh, repellent, more resistant to, to, to that. But, uh, I mean, we are a liquid society, no? It's like we're always moving, and it's really fascinating living in this time.
1: We're a liquid society, but in Britain, in the U.S., it seems they're chopped down the middle right now, which is kind of very... One last question. Huh? Short, short sweet question. Thank you. Uh, uh, hi. Um, in this sort of digital transformation that we're seeing, what does it mean for retail?
0: Very good question. <laughs> Funny word in here, <laughs> retail. <laughs> uh, and, I, and, I, and I was saying, I think it's, it's, a, it's really interesting. No? Because what I see is a really a big opportunity on, on, all, the, on all, the, all the areas of, of knowledge and practice. You know, because this is so new that nobody can call you an expert on this subject. Because we all know the same. So that's really fascinating. No? It's like, we are all in the same page. So if somebody comes to you and tells you that he's an expert on something, just take your wallet, you know? Be careful. Be careful, because this is really cool. The cool thing is that nobody knows more than you or I do. And that's really cool. And that, that's where the opportunity lasts, you know? But what we could do if we start thinking about what is happening, what we could do, No, I think that's the that's that's question we should be asking.
1: <laughs> well, I just, on, on retail... Are you referring to e-commerce and the possibility of all the, the, the goods arriving to you wherever you are and all of that? Online in-store? I mean, stores, well, it's a big discussion and department stores are all kind of... Uh, Going into meltdown about what their future role is, but can you can you imagine a high street in which your worlds are prevalent? I mean, yours might be full of restaurants. I imagine. (laughs) No,
2: the portfolio. Uh, I mean, our portfolio based on commercial public spaces. Uh, Of course, you say, like you said, there are lots of restaurants. And, and so many hotels and uh, large-scale residential uh, spaces and office spaces. People to share. <laughs> um, I mean, could you tell me what was the main intention of your question?
1: Well, the, how you imagine the high street. What we, in Britain, what we call the high street, meaning the mix of shops that make up the retail landscape as we used to know it. I mean, I, I, I have an idea. I think you can have your, your, uh, your clothing or your Amazon package delivered to your, the restaurant where you're dining that night and not necessarily to your home. It just means you've got to carry it home with you. I don't know, the whole, the, the, it's all up in the air, isn't it? And whatever the, um, the strategic thinking of today is, it's evident from what we've heard, it's going to all be changing and incredibly fluid. Anyway, thank you very much. Thank you to Seon and to Edgar for a very stimulating conversation, and thank you to you for um, listening and contributing. Thank you very much.